0: Matt Schaff and Jared Smola of DraftSharks.com here to run down the week one DraftKings slate for you. Week one, Jared, is always fun, I think, because the salaries have had nothing to really react to yet. Now, I, I, th- we see lots of pricing that seems puzzling, that we know is going to move, or that we expect to move, and maybe it doesn't. Does that make you more willing to leave extra cap space when you're building your week one lineups? So, I think during the season it's tough to leave that space because the pricing gets tighter but here at the beginning of the season do you find yourself more willing to put that extra money aside in building just the the lineup that you think is the best
1: yeah it's definitely easier to do that this week um and that is a good way to differentiate your lineups i think especially in you know really big gpps you know that's a way to make sure your, your lineup isn't duplicated which is important the pricing is definitely loose this week. I think it's not as loose as some week ones because there really wasn't any like major injury this summer that like has this, you know, $4,500 running back, you know, sitting there who's like an obvious must play. So I, I think it's a more wide open week one than than, than usual, but there, it's still probably the softest pricing we're going to get all season on uh, drafting. So it is, I think, most viable this week to, to leave, uh, you know, a good chunk of money on the table.
0: And we'll talk about some of the players that can help you do that. Do you find, Jared, that you play Week One differently than other weeks in general? Could be how you build your lineups, could be how many lineups you build, could be how many contests you enter, or even the kinds of contests that you're playing this week.
1: I try not to play more this week than other weeks. Just you know, I I try to be consistent with that um, and not think I have more of an edge one week than, than another. I am more likely to fade chalk. This week, just because it is week one and we don't know exactly about a lot of these guys roles. And I think more importantly, how good a lot of these defenses are going to be. So I think, um, you know, I think it makes more sense to get contrarian this week than it does in other weeks, just because we have less information at this point.
0: And of course, um, anybody who might be newer to DFS chalk is the players that many people are playing that look like the obvious plays that are going to be in lots of lineups that you're competing against. So a lot of times fading a chalky pick makes a lot of sense, regardless of the contest, as long as it is a larger field contest, because if you don't think that guy is going to hit, then simply not having him in your lineup is going to be an advantage. Exactly. Now we're going to go through each position, pointing out top plays for cash and tournament or GPP lineups, which is. Uh, guaranteed prize pools there are key differences of course to building lineups for each you can find dollars per point values for every player right in our rankings every week that is the player's dk salary divided by our point projection and our lineup generator will also let you sort by position by salary by those values that I just mentioned. And you can generate lineups that are based on our projections for the week. Just like the preseason, too, we have floor and ceiling projections every week. Might even be more important for building DFS lineups than it is for setting your weekly lineups in your season-long leagues, right, Jared? Because this this is where... Ultimate ceiling is super important.
1: Right. Yeah. And you mentioned the differences between, you know, setting a cash game lineup versus a tournament lineup. And I think, you know, that's a perfect example. Tournament lineup, you should be most concerned with player ceilings because you need that, you know, top 0.1 percent outcome for your lineup to to win one of these GPPs. Whereas in cash games, we're more concerned about floor, um, which, again, you can see those floor projections for every player on DraftShark's.
0: Yeah. Now I think one thing that people can tend to do in making those differences, which I agree with overall is you don't ignore ceiling for the sake of your cash game lineups. You're still looking for upside. Even even if you're just playing a head to head matchup against one other team, you're ultimately looking for upside that week. So don't, yep. don't err too much on the side of floor and push upside only to
1: tournament lineups. Yeah. And even in cash games, I don't want to spend too much time getting into this, but I'm um, even in cash games, um, playing, 50-50s is different than playing a bunch of head-to-heads because in 50-50s you just need to be in the you know top you know half of your contest to win and whether you're in the you know 51st percentile or the 99th percentile you're winning the same amount if you're playing you know say 100 head-to-heads if you're in the 51st percentile you're going to win you know 51% of your head-to-heads if you're in the 99th percentile you're going to win 99% of them so I think a lot of times you're 50-50 lineup might be a bit a bit different than your head-to-head lineup because you do care a bit more about ceiling in your head-to-head contests.
0: Do you have any lean generally about whether you're playing more 50-50s or just single head-to-heads?
1: I play more head-to-heads. So it's just my preference. Um, I, I do like you know trying to build a little more upside into my cash lineups.
0: And do you tend to just build one cash lineup and then apply it to all those head-to-heads?
1: Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll get in like, you know, $51 head-to-heads for the week, put the same lineup in those and just, you know, see how, it, see how it shakes out.
0: Now, Jared, let's get to some of your favorite picks for week one on DraftKings. But if you are watching this and you're new to DraftKings, note that scoring is full PPR and there are three-point bonuses for any player that throws for at least 300 yards Rushes or receives for 100, so those can certainly come into play if you're expecting a big week, or if you like Justin Herbert, um, quarterback. Jared, who is your cash favorite for this week? One.
1: Yeah, I'm using Sam Howell in cash. Um, he's way down at 4,900 bucks. Yeah, and he's not a must-play this week because the pricing is looser, and you can decide to you know spend up for a quarterback like Justin Herbert. Or I think Geno Smith is viable this week if you want to you know go a bit cheaper at the other positions. But I'm gonna I, I want to get some studs in at um, running back and wide receiver, so I'm gonna go way down. To Howell in cash um, you know, Had a nice preseason which we've talked about Completed 76% of his passes in the preseason Three touchdowns versus zero Interceptions he is going to have Terry McLaurin For this game McLaurin was a full go In Thursday's practice so you know full weaponry For Howell good matchup against Arizona you know the uh, Commanders are, are pretty heavy favorites the Cardinals were 21st in adjusted points allowed To quarterbacks last year I think they're, they're not going to be any better Than that this year and they're, they're probably going to be worse um, And the big thing with Howell is the rushing ability, right? He, he ran for over 1,100 yards in his final college season, ran for 35 yards in a score in his lone start last year, and then he played about a game's worth of snaps this preseason and ran four times for 25 yards. So I think he has that, you know, underrated rushing ability, which is important in cash game tournaments, really, because it does raise a quarterback ceiling and floor.
0: Yeah, it's like young Aaron Rodgers level rushing. He's not lighting anybody up, but it's a helpful amount of rushing. Are you stacking either Terry McLaurin or Jahan Dotson with him in cash lineups?
1: No, I think Dotson would have been probably a play if McLaurin was out for this game. But with McLaurin back, I think they're both fine plays. You know, Dotson, especially who's cheaper, um, but they didn't quite make my uh, cash game lineup.
0: And if you are choosing one, I would lean toward Dotson just because even he though did. McLaurin was back to a full practice Thursday, he does have the toe, which is some level of risk. And obviously, if you're losing him for um, a single DFS lineup, that's a, a pretty big hole that you're dealing with all of a sudden.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would not touch McLaurin in cash. You know, Maybe he's got to take a shot on in tournaments. I'm sure he'll be much lower owned than Dotson.
0: Yeah. And take a look at those ownership projections in our lineup generator up until Sunday when you're setting your lineups and actually entering those contests, because those numbers will change. And maybe that signals somebody that is a risky play, but because of that is a low owned play and maybe a good one for the week tournament side quarterback, Jared, who are you favoring?
1: Yeah. What else is new? Another uh, Justin Herbert week for me. It was a, you know, been a theme in the past couple of seasons. I think um, I swear when I, when I win my first GPP, it's definitely going to be a Justin Herbert team. Hopefully hope so. this week, um, 6,900 bucks on, on DraftKings. I think, you know, it's plenty easy to fit him in along with, you know, one or two of his pass catchers uh, this chargers dolphins game has the highest over under on the main slate at 51 points. The Chargers have the highest implied total on the main slate at 27 points. Um, these two teams played last year. It was a bit of it was honestly a bit of an underwhelming game, um, but Herbert did throw for 367 yards in that game. And again, I think we expect him to be even better this year than last um, with a healthier group of receivers and an upgraded offensive coordinator.
0: Happy Justin Herbert week to kick off Justin <laughs> Herbert year. I'm 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 glad we're here, running back for cash, Jared. What do you like the best?
1: Yeah, I think we got to start with Jamal Williams. who, I mean. What you want in cash at running back is touch safety, and I think especially for the price tag, fifty-one hundred bucks on Jamal Williams, I think he is the the best like volume per dollar, you know, touch per dollar running back option this week. Alvin Kamara obviously not playing in this game, the first game of his three game suspension. Kendra Miller is very likely not going to play; he hasn't practiced this week after hurting his knee pretty recently. Um, so that leaves Kirk Merritt, who is a uh, converted wide receiver. Then I assume the Saints will call up uh, Tony Jones from the practice squad uh, to, you know, play behind Jamal Williams. But I expect Williams to, you know, play 70 plus percent of the Saints snaps on Sunday, get at least 15 touches with upside for for 20. So even though the matchup isn't great against Tennessee again in cash, we want that um, you know, volume safety. And I think, you know, Williams gives it to you, especially for the price.
0: And then you can watch Taysom Hill steal both of his touchdowns. <laughs> Tournament yes, running like back, it. what do you
1: like? And so I like Joe Mixon. I actually think Mixon is in play for cash at sixty eight hundred bucks, and at seven seven percent projected ownership, I think he's definitely in play for tournaments as well. I think you know the the two concerns with Mixon during draft season were you know the off field issues result- resulting in a suspension, and then just his general inefficiency last year. You know potentially leading to other guys getting. Um, you know, stealing touches from him as the season wears on. I don't think either of those, the suspension obviously isn't a concern this week, and I don't think anyone's going to you know be stealing a ton of touches from Mixon this week, this early in the season. Matchup is good against Cleveland, who allowed 5.0 yards per carry to running backs last year. They were 30th in adjusted points allowed to running backs. Um, and I do think this Bengals-Browns game has some shootout potential. You know, we've seen Mixon have these massive fantasy games in the past. I definitely think he's he's capable this week. And even
0: if it doesn't shoot out, I think there's also a chance that Cincinnati runs the ball a little bit more, especially if they're succeeding because Joe Burrow's coming off that calf strain. So, yeah, I, I really like Joe Mixon this week. I like betting his yardage over. I think that he'll get plenty of work. There's no reason that he shouldn't. If he does come in at single digit ownership, uh, that's going to be uh, a big one for DFS use. Wide receiver, what do you like for cash? Since we're not playing a Sam Howell
1: wideout, Debo Samuel is my first guy in. I mean, I, I just think he's underpriced. You know, simply put, he's fifty-five hundred bucks. Um, I looked last year; his lowest salary on DraftKings last year was six thousand. Um, you know, <laughs> Pittsburgh's kind of a neutral matchup for wide receivers; nothing to be worried about there. Um, I expect Debo to, you know, still open the season as the Niners lead wide receiver and still get some work on the ground. I mean, even after McCaffrey arrived last year, you know, Debo is getting, you know, two, three carries per game. So that that doesn't hurt either.
0: And we'll see exactly what kind of matchup this is because Pittsburgh purged its cornerback crew from last year. That's an unfair price for Debo. It's rude (laughs) to have him at (laughs) 5,500. I'm buying that he is back this year, that he's in better shape and that he's ready to, not be the guy he was two years ago because we talked plenty about that stuff being unsustainable, but the guy that's capable of scoring on the ground or through the air and getting plenty of opportunities yeah. tournament at wide out. Who are some
1: favorites for you? Yeah. Two guys I want to mention here, Um, both in the mid six K range. The first is Chris Olave at 6,500 bucks, which I think is a really nice price. He is projected for 13% ownership. So you're not getting a big differentiating point with Olave. but I'm still willing to play him. In tournaments. Um, You know, the Saints at home with a nice implied total this week against Tennessee, who was 31st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers last year. And Tennessee last year especially struggled defending deep passes. Uh, Tennessee allowed the most fantasy points on passes 20 plus yards downfield last year. And Olave ranked eighth league wide in targets 20 plus yards downfield. So I think it's an especially good matchup for Olave's archetype. And another guy, a guy who is going to be loaned, Mike Evans at 6,300 bucks. Honestly, he's a little overpriced there, but that's going to keep the ownership down. We haven't projected for just 4% ownership. We know Evan said, you know, he's, he's capable of these big games and yeah, they've come with Tom Brady and James Winston. We'll see if Baker Mayfield can support that type of ceiling, but in this matchup against Minnesota, who's, you know, secondary is completely unproven and probably going to end up being pretty bad this year. Um, I think, you know, Evans has a chance to have, you know, one of those, you know, 100 yard, two touchdown games.
0: It's good that you brought up Jameis Winston because Baker Mayfield has been disappointing, but is he worse than Jameis Winston? <laughs> I mean, one of them starting at this point. So he's probably not worse than Winston. Going back to Olave, uh, a couple good points there. I mean, the Tennessee defense was one to target with wide receivers last year. They have the same safeties this year. They have not answered their cornerback issues and their pass rush could be even worse or at least not better than it was last year. Uh, Harold Landry's coming off an ACL tear. And Olave, you mentioned thirteen percent projected ownership right now. Like we we talk about looking for low-owned guys in tournament lineups, but you don't want to just make sure that you're going after low-owned
1: guys, right? For sure. If you have a lineup full of, you know, two percent owned guys, yeah, that's 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 not gonna work. It's it's about finding the right balance, I think, right? Like you can even have a lineup that is all guys between eight and twelve percent. And that's, you know, probably going to be different enough. Or you can have a lineup that has three chalky guys, but, you know, make sure you find, you know, maybe two guys that are, you know, under 5% owned and it matters too what type of tournament you're playing. And just full disclosure, I play mid stakes, but all single entry stuff. And I try to find tournaments that are like between, I don't know, 1500 people and like 5,000 entries. Right. So I'm not getting in these massive, you know, the millionaire maker and the millionaire maker, you do need, you know, low owned guys in your lineup. If you're in these, you know, smaller tournaments where it's only a few thousand people, you can definitely afford to be more chalky. So understand the contest you're playing in and, and, you know, build build your lineup accordingly.
0: Yeah. And I mean, certainly in whatever contest you're playing, if you're if you're rostering all differentiators, then you're going to have to singularly beat the entire market of players that week. You're going to have to be all right. And everybody else is going to have to be wrong for that to work out. So you're usually looking more for one or two or three differentiators and certainly the larger the field that you're playing in the more max entry players you're competing against so know that people are playing a whole bunch of different lineups against you and taking all of these different chances tight end for cash jared who's your favorite guy on DraftKings?
1: Yeah, i'm playing hayden hurst and cash our guy you know, oh, We just talked about him talked about him all, all summer got the big for agent contract Nice usage in the preseason, kind of as we expected, and then you have DJ Chark very likely out for Carolina. He hasn't practiced this week with a hamstring injury. Adam Thielen did not practice on Thursday after being limited on Wednesday. So you know we'll see if that was a you know maintenance day or if he actually got hurt in Wednesday's practice. Regardless, I think you know Hurst is going to play a big role in the passing game, especially this week. Um, And the matchup's good. Atlanta was 27th in adjusted points allowed to tight ends last season.
0: And as we talked about on the preview pod, revenge game potential against the revenge team game. that created form, and then let him walk. Exactly. <laughs> Tournament side for tight end, what do you like? I like Gerald Everett,
1: um, especially in, in a Herbert lineup. He's now Everett's another guy, kind of like Mike Evans. I think he's a bit overpriced at four thousand three hundred bucks, but that has him coming in at just three percent projected ownership. Um, just in general, especially in DFS, I try to stack my tight end with the quarterback. I mean, you know, tight ends just tough to figure out. A lot of these guys don't have a ton of upside, but if I find the quarterback that has the big game, you know, that tight end I think is more likely to have a nice game or at least, you know, find the end zone once, which is really all you need um, at this price. The other guy I like is Juwan Johnson going back to that, you know, Saints matchup against the Titans. You know, Tennessee was uh, 30th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Last season, Juwan Johnson, just 3,900 bucks. And we haven't projected for 1% ownership.
0: So if you like Chris Olave as attorney wideout and, and Juwan Johnson as attorney tight end, does that yeah. mean that even maybe you subconsciously like Derek Carr a little bit as a tournament quarterback?
1: Yeah, that's one where if I was playing the Millionaire Maker, I might you know go Carr, Olave, Juwan Johnson. You know, maybe run it back with Derek Henry. I think you know that's that's a viable play if you're in a big tournament and the, the types of tournaments I'm playing, I'm not going to get there. Now I definitely would not play Juwan Johnson and Chris Olave in the same lineup without Derek Carr, but I think you know you, you can play. Um, one of those guys in a lineup without car.
0: What are you looking to flex on DraftKings this week? Because of course we have the quarterback, yeah. two running backs, three wide outs, tight end, defense, and then a flex spot.
1: Very often, almost all the time, I'll use a running back at flex in cash games because they do bring the higher floor because of their, you know, touch volume. Um, and then in tournaments, I'm usually playing a wide receiver in the flex spot because they they bring higher ceilings, especially for the price tag. Like you can find... Wide receivers in the 4K range that have the potential to score 20-plus DraftKings points. It's tough to find that at running back without you know an injury to a starter that leaves a, a backup super low price. So running backs in cash and then wide receivers in tournaments in, in the flex spot.
0: And of course, looking for running backs that have receiving upsides specifically for full PPR. And then I assume that on the wide outside, we're hoping for somebody that has, you know, good target volume and thus a, a decent shot at reaching that 100 yard bonus.
1: Yeah, big playability, you know, touchdown upside. That's definitely um, stuff you want to look for in, in tournament wide receivers. Favorite
0: defense or two this week?
1: Definitely playing the commanders in cash, um, you know, 2,800 bucks. They're pretty easily our top dollars per point value at defense playing, uh, you know, at home for Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals. The commanders are projected for 16% ownership. Um, so I think in tournaments, they're likely worth fading. I'd say the exception is if you, if you already have a lineup that you think is super contrarian. You can you know afford to, to play the the chalky defense in the tournament lineup, but I'm generally going to be fading the Commanders in tournaments. I like the Packers as like just an e- easy pivot in tournaments. They're the same exact price as the Commanders at 2,800 bucks. They're projected for half the ownership. The Bears allowed the fourth most sacks last year, despite you know having uh, either the fewest or second fewest dropbacks. So you know, Justin Fields has just been a high sack rate quarterback. So I think the Packers make some sense. And then if you want to get super cheap and low owned in tournaments, I think the Raiders. At twenty three hundred bucks, you know, just sort of sort of make Russell Wilson and his Broncos offense prove that it's actually, you know, better than last year.
0: And of course, low owned is good, but we especially like cheap for this. Right. Because then we can save that salary cap space for other
1: positions. For sure. I always I, I sometimes talk about playing expensive defenses, but when it comes to setting lineups, I hardly ever play D, you know, more than like, you know, thirty one thirty two hundred bucks.
0: Yeah, I was just looking at the low ownership projection on Pittsburgh, but a fairly high price um, at home against San Francisco. I think Pittsburgh's going to be an upside defense basically against anybody at home now that we've got a healthy TJ Watt. But mm-hmm. when you actually get to setting that lineup, it's like, oh man, do I really want to spend that extra 800 bucks versus yeah. a, a cheapie when it could just as easily go bad for me?
1: Pittsburgh's 3K on DraftKings. So, and they're projected, like I think you said, at, at 1%. So I think they're they're definitely someone I, I might might get to in tournaments. Yeah, you know, Hopefully, I'll, I'll see if I can force myself to spend 3K in a defense.
0: Hey, maybe in your Derek Carr lineup. <laughs> exactly. If you're ready to play week one on DraftKings, start your play by visiting draftsharks.com. There you will find our DFS tools, along with Jared's cash game and tournament articles. And then if you win big this week, let us know. We'd love to hear it. Tweet us at DraftSharks or jump into the DraftSharks Discord. Let us know. We'd love to celebrate that with you.